Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6 1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? We are back. It's your boy, Gerard, and your girl, Gabby. Another episode of the Kicks and Shit Show, number 54. Cut myself off. 
I was just going to let you run me out today because, you know what, your girl does not have the energy to have pipes like that, Gerard. Listen, you I, I hear my voice. I sound like that scene in Borat where he's like, Borat, Borat. <laughs> I, a, I, I do what, what I can. Report in the morning, guys. I, I, I do what I can. I, I will say that um, extended uh, air horn pipes definitely got Hazel very much like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> she's on. She's on the bed behind me, like, "Dude, don't you know this is dog sleeping hour? Why are you making noise?" I apologize. I was going to say to clarify for people <laughs> listening, Hazel is a dog. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's fair in this day and age. You know, there's kids named Kale and <laughs> Blue. <laughs> Apple. Oh please, let's let's let, let celebrities and their and kids and somebody's kids' names is like a whole. Yeah, I was gonna say not a vibe, but <laughs> I don't I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to disrespect them. So as you would say, respectfully. <laughs> Which of course is just your way of saying disrespect. <laughs> Gabby, what's happening in these streets? Um, well, I mean, I know what's happening in these streets. You are swept up in wow. playoff fever, <laughs> playoff madness. You have your 2021 playoff shirt. We are recording this um, at, at the morning after game two of the Eastern Conference first round matchup between the New York Knicks and Atlanta Hawks. The series is now tied 1-1 after a thrilling game. I want to know where your emotions are. I know you have lots of thoughts. I'm really going to kind of cede the floor to you to share some things, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong after you do all that. Can't wait. (laughs) Thanks. All right, I'm going to put my Gabby A hat on, and for the record, my middle name actually does start with the letter A. I'm not just trying to be cute on this uh, this early morning. By the way, when I say early morning, it's like 10 a.m. Yeah, it ain't but that early. It ain't that early. Um, but for your girl, who's like the LeBron James of time zones, and I work on West Coast time more than I do East Coast time, it's early as fuck. Um, Gerard, I can't tell if it's seasonal allergies right now from these streets. Or if it is just emotions. But let me tell you. Last night was one of the most wild nights of my life. I don't know what that says about me. You know? I mean, at least in these COVID times, this was... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the people some background, right? So, a week and a half ago, last game of the regular season. Was so happy to be back. I was like, you know, I'm back at home. Back in my happy place, the garden. 2,000 fans, socially distant. Cool. The most culture shock I have felt in a very long time was being at game one with 90% vaccinated fans and shouts to the Garden, shouts to New Yorkers want to get your vaxes. But 15,000 fans. And I think there was like 16 and change last night, you know? Yeah. Um, it is funny, though, because I felt like the non-vaccinated fans were like in Alcatraz in one section where they were socially distant. It was like the families of the teams and players slash unvaccinated people. Like, I was like, why did the unvaccinated people have such a great section? I was like, oh, okay. Um, but it was a culture shock in so many ways. And I think, you know, it's so exciting being a Knicks fan. You know, we've waited for this. We weren't expecting to be here. So I think that adds to the hype. It, it, you know, Julius Randle was awarded most um, improved player improved mm-hmm. player of the year. Tibbs was honorable mention for coach of the year. Like there's there's been a lot of talk around this Knicks team in a way that, you know, has really come together and it shows the importance of chemistry. But I will say, as someone who is involved in game presentation, not the performance of the team on the court, I was shook, right? Like, first of all, one of the ushers said, and I thought this is a beautiful point. When have you never seen any foam fingers at the garden? 
Mm. When was the last time you saw no fingers, foam fingers? And I'm like, it's because we got real Knicks fans, baby. They came out of the, <laughs> they came out of the woodwork. They all bought their new jerseys, mm-hmm. which I love seeing the new Swingman jerseys all over the arena. Okay. With the young team and the young players, it shows that the support is there. The hype is back. Mm-hmm. And, but I will say, I can't imagine what it was like going from playing in almost silence or a quiet arena for over a season mm-hmm. to playing in a. It, in the mecca in like i've never i've experienced beautiful nights of the garden Mm -hmm. i've never experienced electricity and noise like that in all of my years of going to games as a fan Mm -hmm. in working with msg it was beautiful like you feel it when you walk in the building but i cannot imagine the level of pressure on the players right like you saw even in the game last night d rose came out strong because he's a vet he's like we're used to this. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was like, it was pretty new territory. Yeah. So yeah. I was excited to see how the tides of the team changed throughout the game. I was real nervous in that first half, to be honest with you. You know, I think it's a lot of pressure, though, and a lot of eyes and a lot of change in your game. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. And I just want to say, on the record, I was not the person who handed out the Trey's Balding Flyers. Some fan apparently printed thirteen thousand. I I, I, I I did see that in somebody's Instagram story, and someone asked Gabby Rosenthal, "Was this you?" <laughs> it was absolutely not. <laughs> Going on the record to say, I love my job. I love the Maybe Trey Young needs a haircut, but uh, you know they don't see me trolling in these streets. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> they see me trolling. Uh, uh, yes, we, we we get it. I, I know. I know yeah, where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chameleonaire. Uh, look, you know, so it as I've said so many times. So happy for you, Knicks fans. This has been a long time coming. You know, uh, and yeah, you were right about the 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 pressure and the nerves. Right, playoff basketball, as I see on my many other platforms and shows that I have, where I talk about NBA basketball is night and day difference in the regular season. And the best way I can encapsulate that to the casual fan is, so when you cover the league, right, like I do, and you go in the locker rooms when we used to pre-COVID times, um, you saw the scouting report for a regular season game. It's one sheet of paper with four bullet points on it, okay? Real simple. And why is that? Because we got a million games we're playing, playing every other night. It's crazy. We don't have time to any deep dive, deep study. Playoff games, the scouting report is a binder with a million pages in it. Okay, like so the teams know everything about their opponent. They've watched a billion hours of film and you're not playing every you're not playing back to backs. You're having time to rest in between and you are hyper laser focused. And of course, the stakes are higher, right? Because you win a series, you advance, you lose, you go home. And so the attention to detail ratchets up the physicality ratchets up. Everything ratchets up when you are playing in your first one of these. You know, it can be a little nerve wracking for some. Uh Clearly not nerve-wracking for Trey Young. Um, but, you know, for, 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 many, for many players, it is. And to your point, Gabby, that, that you made, which is great, all the last, what, year and a half, they've played yeah. with no fans or very small amounts of fans. To go from that to all of a sudden 16,000 people screaming like maniacs, well, that could be a little jarring, right? And it takes you a little minute to kind of get your bearings back, right? And so, you know, you're going to see some early set. But by the time we get through middle of the first round and the first round, Everyone will be used to it and everything. But look, this is exciting. I said this series would go seven games. Um, I gave the Knicks the edge because they have a court advantage. So game seven would be at Madison Square Garden. Um, but, you know, look, as, as well as the Knicks are playing, I'm impressed with play, uh, playoff neophyte, right? This is his first playoffs. Trey Young's performance. 
the garden crowd is not scaring him, making him nervous. As I said on many on many other platforms, when you guys go at him like that, that's more fuel for his fire. Like he loves it. Like he is the kind of person who, you know, and you've read enough stories about him. He's been doubted his whole life, like because he's super small and he has an enormous chip on his shoulder. And people like that, like, like you know, like your your Kobe's and your Jordans who invent slights, right? People make things up just to get themselves worked up. This is feeding right into him, right? Like he is so confident in his abilities, as he should be, because he is quite excellent at basketball. Um, you know, this is I think it's a great thing to see. And what he's doing, while of course Nick fans, you guys want to win the series, his play. And the way he's handling it, I know begrudgingly, like Reggie Miller, like Michael Jordan, like all the great ones before him, is earning your respect, right? You're like, we're throwing everything at him, and he is unfazed and doing his thing, right? And it's just, that's what you love to see when you're, you know, like me. I have no rooting interest. It doesn't matter to me who wins this. But it is, it's just nice to see that kind of back and forth and, and what's going on there. No, I agree. And and playoff basketball almost is like a different game than regular basketball. That's what I love about it. Like, you know me. I'm the girl that stays up till 2 o'clock in the morning watching a West Coast game with no team that I care about what my team has been watching in their homes as well along with me. Playoff basketball, it, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I agree. I think even to your point, Rod, the schedule is different, right? We are in uh, this compressed season this year. So even having time to rest. Like, got to make sure that we're staying up to up to snuff in terms of the momentum. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping as we go into Atlanta, we're carrying that vibe. But I agree. I mean, Trey Young is a dangerous man. There's a reason that New Yorkers are trolling him. Right. As a Knicks fan, <laughs> hate to see it. Right. Love to see all the uh, math talk. You know, <laughs> little banter is always in good fun. As a basketball fan, though, I mean, it's unbelievable to yeah. watch. Yeah. And, you know, the amount of threes back-to-back at the beginning of that game last night, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sweating in my fleece line I'm really hoping that this home court advantage, that we, we capitalize on that because that's a major thing. But, I, you know, I think it, it's interesting to see the adjustments. It's interesting seeing some of the other teams kind of really come into their own. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, like, the, the Lakers-Warriors game, that was, that was a game. Mm-hmm. That was a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like watching this Lakers team continue to evolve, to work on their their errors and mm-hmm. continue to mm-hmm. grow in strength. You know, you're seeing who the vets are and they're really stepping up to the plate now that they're getting used to this. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to call it a new normal, but it's like an old normal. I, I will say it felt like a time warp. Like I felt like I time traveled <laughs> between the end of the season to playoffs. It is so wild. But I, I don't know. I mean, one thing I do want to talk about is because you cover so much basketball, the mm-hmm. one thing that I don't love about this playoff basketball, and I know I was joking about some of the trolling at the beginning of this episode, but I think people forgot how to act. Yes, yes. I'm just going to put that out there. Yes. And here's my thing, right? Playoff tickets are not cheap. No. So you know if you're committed to going somewhere. That we also don't have consequences for most things in America. So mm-hmm. people think that they can get away with this or mm-hmm. they become like mm-hmm. – their 15 seconds of fame mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. throw popcorn at players. Mm-hmm. Like, this level of disrespect for me, mm-hmm. you know, I think we would be remiss talking about playoff basketball and what's going on without addressing this. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody got time for that. Like, nope. I am not here for that kind of playoff basketball. Like, do better, people. Do better. Yeah, I, I love that you brought that up because, and obviously, of course, you're referring to the incident in Philadelphia, their series of 76ers versus the Washington Wizards where... Russell Westbrook of the Wizards was injured um, and heading back to the locker room and a fan uh, threw popcorn uh, down on him. 
And, you know, if you've covered the league like I have or you've been a fan of the league for, for however long, you know these incidents are not isolated, right? Fans often do this kind of thing. And, you know, look, you can, people have often said, Gerard, you're so hard on the fans. You're so pro player. I'm like, look, that may be true. But my thing is, like, I think there are levels and you need to, you need to act with a level of decorum and, and just decency that I don't think is asking too much. And a lot of times, fans think, because I pay for this ticket, that entitles me to do whatever it is I want to do inside these arenas. And I'm not down with that. Like, look, you want to you wanna boo the opponent, whatever, like, fine. Like, whatever, cheering. All in good fun. All in, That's fine. All good. Now, even with that, there is a line you should not cross, right, when it comes to that sort of thing. Anything racist, homophobic, uh, sexist, like, anything that is, like, you know, a... a, a, a a model I like to live by is if it's not something you would say to that person walking down the street, why would you say it in an arena, right? But the reason why you I say it even to your family. Like, right. You wouldn't say it to your family because people are ballsy out in those streets, right? <laughs> well, my, my, my thing is if you did it, you do it because you have no fear of consequence, right? Because you're like, yeah. ah, you're not going to do anything to me, right? Uh, but But if you knew you might get punched in the face, you might not do it, right? Like, so my thing is don't don't cross that line, and if everybody everybody knows what that line is, you know you, you you're a human. Be- you know what the line is. Don't cross it. Um, but yeah, I, I think there is a way in which you can enjoy yourself, do your thing, and have a good time, and not be ridiculous and not lose your freaking mind. It's listen, this is fun. This is entertainment. Like we're here to enjoy ourselves. This is, right. Like at the end of throw the popcorn, sit at home, throw it at your table. Exactly. Like in the end of the day, it's just entertainment, people. Like. <laughs> I get it, like you're a diehard, but it is just entertainment at the end of the day. Um, and so, you know, I just want people to, to really make sure they recognize that out there. You know, as we're talking about this, Gabby, and fans and fan culture, I do kind of want to talk about this with you. I mean, we are the kicks and shit show, so this is, I guess, the in shit part <laughs> that encompasses, you know, everything else. There is an interesting, I mean, it's not even a debate, really, but, you know, friends of ours, uh, Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, um, had a discussion about this, like Knicks fans versus Nets fans and whatever and this and that. What's a Nets fan? <laughs> okay, see, this is he. And, and, of course, you are the ideal person to talk to about this, not really because you're a Knicks fan and, by definition, fan short for fanatics. So you are irrational when it comes to the Knicks, and that's fine. So I'm going to offer some objectivity here. And this is about a larger sort of context. In New York, and I, and I think that's fair, and I think and it's totally fine. In New York, as it relates to basketball, this is and most likely will always be a Knicks town. Like, and that is because the Knicks have been here since day one, right? Like, they are one of the original NBA franchises and have been in New York for a billion years. Not really a billion, but you get my point, right? First of all, the Nets were in the ABA, right? Not even in the NBA. We're on Long Island. Then in New Jersey. uh, in, In East Rutherford. Then in Newark. Now Brooklyn, right? So they don't have that same sort of generational regional tie because they've kind of bounced around a little bit, right? The Knicks, although it was a long time ago, have championship history, right? They won two titles in the 70s, and in the 90s, they were a relevant team, always running into Michael Jordan and the Bulls or Akeem Olajuwon and the Rockets, right? Okay, fine. Or Reggie Miller. Or, or Reggie Miller, right. Never forget. It is, is what it is. And the Nets, for the most part, outside of the Jason Kidd years, you know, they really were never that great. I mean, Dr. J and the ABA, of course, but I mean, as it relates to the NBA, they don't have that level of um, brand recognition. So in New York, 
when it relates to playoff basketball and from that segment of pop of the population, which by the way is another point. The idea that like New York is a sports town is true and not true, right? On the one hand, the people who are invested in sports here are invested in sports. But you have to realize there are half the people here who don't know shit about sports and don't give a shit, right? Like that's how that's how many people I mean, live. I love my brother, but my brother is one of those people. Like we are the fifty percent in the Rosenthal household. He sent me a picture the other day wearing a Knicks shirt, and I was like, one of the ones that I gave him. And I was like, Ben, I love it. Are you watching the game? He was like, Oh, it's on tonight. Right, right. This is my I point. Was like, <laughs> yes. There is a whole segment of people who don't know yeah. anything about sports and don't care. Okay, fine. But as it relates, so in New York, I think that's, listen, Knicks fans, I mean, that's not even a contest. Sure, claim it. You, you, are, you are the brand. But where and where the sort of argument lies is nationally, right, who was talked about more. And yes, while the Knicks are the more popular and relevant brand, the Nets are in more conversation because of the people they have playing on their team, right? And the thing you have to remember about sports is you can't look at the casual, you can't look at the diehard fans. The, the NBA does not cater to diehard fans because you know why? The NBA is like, we already have you. The NBA's the goal is, yes, the people with yes, the foam fingers. how do we get the casual fan in, involved? And let me tell you what the casual fan cares about. The casual fan cares about conflict, Super teams, villains, and stars. People they know, right? You know who they know? Absolutely. I've heard of that Kevin Durant before. Oh, they may not know anything about him, but I've heard that name before. I've heard he has a great sneaker. <laughs> That's how I know who he they is. They may not even know that. They may just go, yeah, does, doesn't he do something with like Twitter or something, right? James Harden, I, does that guy have a beard, right? Like the, these, I'm telling you, this is how it works. Kyrie Irving, didn't that dude say the earth was flat one time? Like, Again, Isn't he part of the Illuminati? Right. These yeah. are the things, right? Casual the names. Characters. That's why LeBron James is so popular, Steph Curry. These are the people that move the needle. And yes, while the Knicks are a brand name, the casual person in America has no idea who plays on this team. None. Okay? So that's it. So that's sort of like the, the little, like, you know, uh, give and take. Yeah. Yes. Is the Knicks brand? Yeah. I've heard of the Knicks. Sure. But, oh, those players, I know them. And the casual fan, that's what they tune in for. The drama, ooh, I know that superstar. Ooh, I know, right? It's like, why? It's the elements that make for a good TV show or a good movie. Oh, I'm going to go watch that because I don't know who your favorite, whoever your favorite actor is. It's Steph Curry versus LeBron. Right. The game that we're talking about, the Warriors, right. Lakers. Ooh, Michael B. Was. Jordan's in that movie. I'm going to go see it. Whatever the, whoever you like. Ah, because that's brand recognition. I know, that's a person I know. Superstar, right? And so that's the difference, right? When we're talking about who is more relevant. And by the way, given the way the NBA is now, with the frequent player movement and free agency, that relevancy will change time to time, right? Some teams are going to be super relevant for a while because of who they have. Then when those popular players go somewhere else or retire or whatever, they won't be popular anymore. It'll be somebody else. So that's just part of the larger conversation around sport and who's relevant and who's not relevant. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, who was talking about the Toronto Raptors? You know, like they are right. a recent championship <laughs> team. Right. And people are like, Toronto who? Yeah. Isn't that where Drake lives? That's the conversation <laughs> now, right? And I think, you know, I like that you bring this up because as someone who has a lot of pride for their state <laughs> growing up in New Jersey, 
uh, going to Nets games. I mean, that, this is where I think some of this emotion as a fan comes from for me because I agree that, you know, a lot of people forget that the, the Nets were a Long Island team before they moved to Jersey, but it was one of Jersey's only teams, you know, right mm-hmm. now. Like, hockey doesn't have the same popularity mm-hmm. as the NBA. I think some of the fans are more loyal and more crazy in hockey than NBA because there's a little bit more team loyalty, I think, in this NBA culture. Now, also to your point, Rod, people are moving around all the time. People are more fans of players Mm -hmm. these days Mm -hmm. than they are of teams. Mm -hmm. But I I totally agree. I think for me, personally, because I can only speak from where I sit, right? I've always been a Knicks fan. I come from a Knicks family. There's something that is magical about the Garden. No matter what team you're on, there's a reason that it's a tourist destination. But I agree with you. I think at the end of the day, you know, if I were to ask my brother, I'm sorry, Ben, for putting you on blast this episode. You're probably not listening, but just in case you are, sincerest apologies. If I were to say, Ben, name like two players right now on the Knicks. Right. The reason that he'd be able to know who Julius Randle is, is because my dad, after his surgery, was doing Julius Randle's breathing pattern on the free throw line as part of like his PT. That's so right? Funny. Not because my brother knows who Julius Randle right, is. Right, right, right. And, you know, I think when the Nets left New Jersey, as when most teams move, mm-hmm. they try to create a new identity. So mm-hmm. this is not something that's exclusive to the Nets. I know mm-hmm. I talk about it in terms of the Nets a lot, but it's not exclusive to the Nets. But because it was in our backyard, it mm-hmm. felt personal in a way where, you know, don't get me wrong, I try to go to Nets games during the season. I think they do a great job with their presentation. I've said this before, I've got a lot of friends on Team Hype, you know, that are amazing, super talented, and agree, like, Brooklyn Nets right now are like an NBA 2K design team. <laughs> it's insane to watch. Like you could put the Nets in the Olympics right now and probably would get a goal. You know, like no contest because they are a super team. Like they're like one of the greatest super teams probably ever. But it doesn't change the fact that I'm an emotional fan at the end of the day. And in New York, what a time to be a Knicks fan. <laughs> It is a great time, Knicks fans. Listen, enjoy. Um, yeah, listen, it's, it's going to be a hell of a series continuing on with the Hawks. As I said, I think this is going seven. This is a long series. These teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, you know, the Knicks won that game last night, and, you know, everyone outside of Trey Young for Atlanta didn't really shoot that well, and, and the game was still pretty tight, right? So expect some ebb and flows, ebbs and flow with that as, as this series goes, series goes on, and expect you know, some more adjustments to be made. Um, guys, stay tuned because coming up next, we're going to have, of course, Shoe and Tell, America's favorite segment presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. But Gabby and I are going to discuss, you know, just some little quick things happening in and around the sneaker industry. Your man Kanye was spotted, like, walking into, like, some random, like, I don't even look like a warehouse with these shoes under his arm that, like, were covered up and nobody could tell what they were. Maybe he's working on some secret project. I don't know. Um, and there's some, you know, some cool stuff coming out. So stay tuned. What's good, everybody? We're back. And you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. Listen, we talk about husband and wife duo, Chad and Adina Jones, all the time. They are out here doing something great for the culture. You guys, get yourselves over to anotherlane.com. Check out what they're doing. It's amazing. Great community. You want to buy, sell shoes. You want to meet with like-minded people. They got dope content with great different uh, partners like us. It's really, really awesome. Check out anotherlane.com. Uh, Gabby, before we uh, show uh, a pair of shoes, 
I know that you want to talk about some recent restocks on the sneakers app, and it's so interesting because, I mean, unless I'm so like for work on my when I have my laptop up, right? I have a couple screens. I have my TweetDeck open, and one of my columns on TweetDeck is sneakers, and you know it'll be Soul Links and Sneaker Twitter and all those, and that's the only way I would know if sneakers app is restocking anything. Otherwise, I mean, even if you get notifications on your phone. Uh, by the time you go in there, it's too late. Like, it's like, wait, what? Like, or if you're like on a call for work, I don't have time to go do this shit right now. What, what, what's, your, what's your sort of feeling about the restocks on sneakers app lately? Um, I mean, my, the, my feelings about the restock, the restocks that have been going on are my feelings about sneakers app as a whole. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> like, respectfully. Um, I just, I, I think just this is my plight that I am going to take an L and you know, it's really hard as someone who loves sneakers. And I know this is the new normal. So like, I'm not trying to say that, you know, I can't wait for the next phase of this. No, this is, this is our reality. I just constantly take an L. I mean, I have my alerts on for soul links, but if I'm away from my phone to your point, you go two minutes later, done, you're done. Exactly. And the reason that the restocks for me, I don't think I should be, that upset because I have both pairs that I was looking at that restock <laughs> the silver child ones and the university blue ones but one rock one to stock is that too much to ask I think like especially when it comes to women's pairs I think that's the thing for me mm. is that I, I have so much FOMO when I see all these beautiful collages of some of the amazing women that I follow in the secret culture on Instagram that have all of these Oh my god! I can't wait to. I got my hands on these women's launches. Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> I was able to get my hands on the silver toe ones. Ooh. Not during the restock and not through sneakers app, but because I know somebody who knows somebody. Mm. I paid a little above retail, but mm. I got a great price, you know. And the plug. Shout mm. to. Shouts to Sinners Love Sneakers. I'm going to put the plug out there. I share. Listen, you know? cool. we, we, we love Shouts Dolly. To our girl Dolly. Yep. Sinners Love Sneakers, um, baby. Who put a, put a pair on, on ice for me, you know, so I felt like I was part of the club. But, like, <laughs> it is so frustrating. You know, I we were talking about this, actually, at, at the Garden the other day, and one of the guys that I work with was trying to get a pair of LeBrons that just came out. Mm. Um, I think it was LeBrons. No, it was, maybe, it was actually the Kobe's. I don't know. Mm. It was something that just came out. Right. That was hard to get. And... Two minutes after, there was a sneakers app glitch. Oh. Sudden, he was in line and got the sneakers. And he was like, I was not expecting this. And I think, like, how have we not figured this out at this point? (laughs) Uh, Clearly, it's not on the list of priorities. I mean, maybe it is. There's also, I also don't think there's bandwidth for the amount of popularity that, you know, the sneaker culture has these days. No, definitely not. But, you know, I was joking with a friend of mine who was asking, like, how to get a pair of Jordan 1s, right? And she was like... How do I get them? And I go, you don't. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> Unless you want to pay more, you don't. Right, right. Like, you could get very lucky. I mean, I, I do think that there is something, and I, I've had a few friends who've had much better luck who have made new sneakers mm. app accounts. I think it's like a CRM oh. marketing situation, mm. which I don't know if you've noticed that we now have a kicks and shit sneakers app account. Oh, 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 I'm well aware. When I see the, the inbox, I'm like, oh, what's happening over here? <laughs> Nothing is happening is what's happening. No L's. You know, our, 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 our guy, Kari, sneaker fetish, actually gave some tips in one of our earlier episodes about how you 
it's a good point, right? Sort of like refresh, update your preferences in your sneakers app, like even delete your old account, recreate a new one. It might change your yep. spot in the algorithm. It, it, it's all crazy, man. Like it's just ultimately, it, it, it is. And it's about the plug or it's about your hookup at the brand. I mean, it's, you know. Or another lane. Or, or, or another lane, yes. Which is, of course, the, the sponsor of this segment. That That's how you're finding these things. Otherwise, you know, literally, I mean, it's it's a lottery trying to get it the other way and you might have actually a better chance of winning the lottery no, maybe not that but like pretty close. <laughs> pretty close no but it's true i think like we've developed this culture during the pandemic and this is not exclusive to sneakers so i do want to put that out there that yeah. we're in this hype culture when people see that things are trending whether mm-hmm. they want them or not gonna, yeah 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 people buy them you can't get trading cards in stores anymore mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they're having a moment right like i tried to go to target the other day and there was a line i'm like do i get on this line like what? i thought we were past the line <laughs> do and I like, get no, on this, this line? is for trading cards only mm-hmm. and i was like great vip straight to the price <laughs> no thank you because heartbreaks are a thing right you know yeah. and i think the trading card culture is fascinating I and mean, like i've done a lot of work with uh, someone who i admire who is a savant in the field darren Ravel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's who I want to be when I grow up. You want to be Darren Ravel? Absolutely. 100%. If you guys don't follow him, follow Darren. Maybe we'll try to get him on the show. But he is a fascinating human who is almost like a a hype beast prophet who predicts kind of what the trends are in the trading card space specifically. But, you know, it's really fascinating to see, you know, people, people are buying Xboxes because they know there's hype around it and then they resell them. So this resell culture. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fascinating, right? Like, and there's so many different levels to it, and that's that's one of the things that I love about Another Lane. That's why I rock with eBay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you guys see me post about eBay all the time. Like, I rock with eBay because like you're one to one with the seller. Yeah. It it's a big company, but it's like you can negotiate the pricing still. You're not at like the helm of a StockX or a mm-hmm. Goat that are mm-hmm. back ended by these brands. Like, let's just call a spade a spade, right? That's what the reality of culture is now. And, you know, that's what makes it exciting and interesting. So I'm not going to say that that's not a piece of it. But it really does kind of change things and and make things different um, and kind of wild. But it just... I mean, look, it's... It's so real, Gerard. It it is. It's so real. You know, we are in a post-postmodern society, right? Like, whereby there isn't really so much new invention as much as it is just taking what's already existing and how do i you know for lack of a better term bastardize it and you know make make profit for myself i mean you 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 hit the nail on the head it's not even about sneakers it's everything there are people who literally say okay i got it i'm going to invest however many many thousands of dollars it costs to buy bots and every time something popular is around and like they you know these people study what's trending on social media cool they flood it with their bots buy it and then go on to secondary markets and say, oh, I know you really want this thing. I'm going to sell it now for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10x or more. And the thing is, people will actually pay the prices. I mean, you know, and this is easier said than done. But if we want to eliminate this culture, easy way to do it, don't buy it from these people. Stop buying. Right. Like, right. Because these people are going to feel some kind of way when all of a sudden they're sitting on 200 pairs of shoes or 200 Xboxes and no one's buying it from them. They're going to be like, damn, I got to pay this bill for the, my credit card or whatever no one's buying this right that's the way to stop it that's you know again easier said than done but that's a way to stop it no i totally agree with you and I, it's funny when you said that bastardizing i thought you were going to be like it's a motherfucking remix 
That's where I thought you were going. Well, because yeah. the remix would because some remixes are cool, and so the remix would imply that I'm I'm for it. I am not for this <laughs> at all. But there, I will say though, and I you know I started to touch upon this a little bit. There are levels to it. Right? Yeah, of course, like, of course. Uh, like with another lane. Yes, with, that's a different thing. You know, right. with with sinners, lost sneakers, mm-hmm. and even with a big company like eBay, you still have that personal connection. But I also think like there are levels not just to the platforms, but to the sellers themselves, yes. right? Some people are selling them because they're trying to make ends meet. Some Mm -hmm. people are doing it because they want to get more sneakers, Mm -hmm. not because they're trying to get into the business of it being a side hustle. Mm -hmm. And then to your point, then there are the people that see this truly as an investment. I think, you know, the Joe West Coast Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. was a really big wake up call Mm -hmm. to what's going on in the culture. And it made it more mainstream. Mm -hmm. This has been happening for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, people have been flipping sneakers. People have been trading sneakers like I think the the model for trade block is really interesting mm-hmm. because it's more of a trade and it's about the sneakers instead of necessarily the money. Don't get me wrong. Every time I try to shoot my shot, denied. <laughs> denied. So, you know, story of my life. But that's okay. I'm still learning. I'm dabbling. Shoot, shoot, or shoot, I mean, baby. It's, it's it's research for the show. I'm not out here <laughs> trying to like wheel and deal in these streets. But like seeing that like sneaker con was back. Yeah. This past week. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different ball game, right? Yeah. Like my favorite thing about SneakerCon, by the way, and I don't know if you've ever been to. I have not been to SneakerCon. Only... I think we're gonna have to do an episode live. K and S live for SneakerCon, Con yeah. Future, but my favorite part of SneakerCon, not not just seeing like the cool kicks and the customs, but it's the sixteen and fifteen year old kids with the suitcases that are like, <laughs> it looks like they're like having cockfights, like literally like throwing money, rolling dice. Like, you give me everything in your suitcase for $500. Here you go. They're like, cash. I'm like, what, are, what is this? Your fucking tooth fairy money? Like, get out of here. Your tooth fairy And the parents money. are like waiting angrily in the corner. It's like my favorite part of this. <laughs> fascinating. Everyone should experience it. Oh, um, we'll definitely, we'll definitely like, do I'm, a show from there. <laughs> I'm excited to like go back to events like that too to yeah. see how that's evolved. You know, like SneakerCon, something that's like pretty iconic in the culture. Um, just from like a new product development, you can see sneaker cleaners. It's a chance for the smaller resellers mm-hmm. to flex their merch. But you even know, you know, relationship. even but, what you talked about, Gabby, there's levels, and I I appreciate that, right? The idea of trading sneakers, and even if you're selling to make ends meet, and look, and even if you buy and you're like, ooh, I'm gonna get two pairs of whatever, and I can turn flip this around because I want to. I'm again, you the, do you, right? The part that like drives me nuts is again the bastardization of it, right? The idea of I'm going to get 150 pairs of my bots. And then, like, that's, I'm like, all right, man. Like, you know, like, that's the part. Like, um, anyway, uh, rumor um, leaking around that we might be getting another Dior Jordan collaboration. I mean, look, I I didn't get the first ones. I mean, I didn't even try to get the first ones. I doubt I'll try. I was going to say, I was like, wait a second. Did you you cheat? I I doubt I'll try to get the, the next collaboration, but I will say, I do that. That is a lovely shoe. The the, the Dior Jordan. That's that's a the Dior Jordan one. It's it is that's a perfect adjective. It is crispy. I like it a lot. It'll be curious to see what they do again. Will they give it a new silhouette? Will it be a one again? Just a different colorway. Um, do, curious, curious to see what the, what they do there. So it's gonna be one. It's gonna be different colorways. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But like, Gerard, how mm-hmm. do you feel with the fact that you're not gonna get that one for free? I gotta ask. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen, if you're listening, that comment was for you. We have one of our Ellen, Ellen always, yeah. always worried about my free shoes. <laughs> Shouts to Ellen. I think we're going to have to have Ellen on as a guest spot for these episodes. You know? Like, 
I, I don't know. I just, I think it, it, it's super crispy. I think, you know, but again, that, that is like the definition of hype. I mean, I'm excited to see this, this marriage of designer meets streetwear. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I think it, it is. It's a beautiful shoe, the mm-hmm. way that they tie in the logo. It's not over the top. There's one that's yeah. a bit more of an all white pair, which mm-hmm. you know me, I don't usually rock with, but it's so clean. It is. Beautifully it is. done from what I've seen from the previews. But I have to ask you though, Gerard, mm. is this, just another colorway like this is my thing and don't get me wrong i love multiple colorways of multiple Mm -hmm. shoes but like you know i keep putting on like my ben aronson hat right like (laughs) at a certain point when is it just another colorway colorway versus innovation right like there's a reason we haven't seen as many off-whites in a minute right you know like is it another colorway is this dior another colorway is the ambush dunk that's coming out yeah another colorway oil another colorway (laughs) but it's such a good colorway i mean look you know what i mean like it at what point is too much colorway and not enough innovation? Uh, apparently, there is no point because from the from the, from the Nike Jordan brand standpoint, their thing is like if it sells, that's all that matters. And it, we know because we talked about the hype culture, it's going to sell. So, uh, to, to by their standpoint, that is makes that makes it a successful shoe, right? Now, we as the people can be like, but this is boring. Like you already did this. This is just red and black now. Like I don't want to do something different. Okay, but. Again, when Nike's bean counters are looking at it, they go, okay, that may be true on your end. We made X amount of pairs. They all sold, right? That is a win for us. And they us. also don't care about the resale, right? So, like, as long as their inventory is selling, like, yeah. they don't give a shit if they sit on resale forever. Yeah, doesn't matter and to them. I, I think this is my thing, though, right? And I, I know I touched upon, like, the women's sneaker launches and not being able to get them. This is something that I want to unpack that we haven't really talked about. I think the piece that's missing in sneaker culture right now, and I don't know what the solve is, is getting the right sneakers in the hands of the right people. Yeah. And I know, like, obviously, like, I'm going to be like, my hands are correct for the Dior. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, Dior's need to be in these hands. That, <laughs> that, that's like a fake news. Like, don't get me wrong. I feel that way. Yeah, that's like my opinion, man. But like when Nike, I want to talk about this, though. The Nike Go flyies, right? Mm-hmm. When those launch, like, this is where I think that we've gone a little bit too far, is that that's an adaptive sneaker for people who need adaptive clothing. Mm-hmm. And it was picked up everywhere by hype beasts and collectors. I mean, I think Nike should have done a broader release mm-hmm. instead of made it a hype pair. Yeah. I think that's a miss on Nike's part. I'm going to say that. I know I'm not the only one to feel that way. I think if you're creating something, I think the shoe is brilliant. Mm-hmm. The way that it, the functionality is brilliant. It satisfies a need for people who truly have a need. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to see that get swept up into hype culture. Yeah. And people who truly needed that shoe, Won't not in the way that I truly needed Dior One. Right. And it's a true need, not a fake news need. Mm-hmm. I, to I, me, I, it's bananas. And now that they're reselling for three, four hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, if you're in the hype beast culture, like three, four hundred dollars, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. But for the average person who buys the Nike Ten June, who doesn't <laughs> even want to spend three figures on a pair of sneakers, three? They really want to spend seventy dollars on a. I mean. They want to spend forty dollars on a pair of sneakers. But that's what I'm saying, <laughs> right. right? Is like all of a sudden a pair that's like three fifty right. for resale for something that is a true need. Yeah. Like we gotta be better people. I, I think that I, I'm I'm with you. I agree with everything you say hundred percent. I think the challenge with Nike, particularly and Jordan brand, is no matter what they released, it's going to create hype, right? That's just that's just the nature of those brands. Like so even if like they make something and it's like specifically for whatever, because we have all these dedicated like social media accounts and things that follow this stuff, ooh, such and such is coming out. Boom, people are already gonna be like, yo, let me get that. And it's like, but is that even for you? 
Like I'm going to disagree with you on that one, though, because there's the difference between releasing a shoe like a hype sneaker and releasing it like a 10 June. That's where I think Nike really missed the mark, is I think that they could have released that not in super limited quantities. Oh, so you're saying quantity quantities, which is made more. available. It should be available all the time. Okay, that's fair. So that's where, I, that's where I, I blame Nike for that one, you know, and it's okay, everybody makes mistakes. Nike <laughs> does a great job with the business, but like, that's something to me, you should at least, if you couldn't get it at the launch, you can get on a wait list. You should be able to order a pair. And, you know, especially if you say, like, I have a need for this. Here is my doctor's note if we have to get that granular, which <laughs> what are we in I school? really hope that our society <laughs> is not that far gone. But right. I, I think, like, that's the biggest problem for me, right? And there was a few videos that went viral, I'm not sure if you saw, of people who truly needed those sneakers. I did not. Talking about misses in the culture. So I'll, I'll post this one on social media, you know, when this episode comes out. Yeah. Because I do think it's important to see, you know, and I... I think as a culture, and yeah. I don't necessarily blame the true sneakerheads. Like I know, like people like you and me are right. not going to go for that. Like in the way that you don't go for a women's launch because you want the ladies yeah, to have it. Same exactly. Same with our guy Kari. You yeah, know. Exactly. They got the sneakers that are made for them. To me, this just it. Yeah. It just shows that like, have we gone too far in sneaker culture that people who truly need a product don't get it? Aren't able yeah. To get I mean, I I think you're right, and I didn't I didn't realize that they only made a limited amount. So yeah, so that part is on is on Nike. But I think my point about anything they release still, I mean, minus ten ten June still stands, right? Nike is a new thing coming out. People are like, ooh ooh, what's that? What's that? What's that? Right? Like it's always like you know get people's fired up. But yeah, you could make it more available and put a waiting list together and get you know let people get it into the hands of people who need it. Our, our girl Diana Morales said the same thing, right? Like get the shoes into the hands of the people who it's actually intended for. But you know, I, I don't know that. The, look again, at the end of the day. Nike's a for-profit company, right? So they, but they would make so much more profit if I, they made enough pairs, though. That's that's the piece for me, right? Where I'm gonna say, I I don't fully agree. Like, if it's for-profit, the 10 June is the highest-selling shoe, and I know, Gerard, you talk about this a lot. That you know, the sneakers that we talk about in the show, yeah. are like the one percent. Yes, Every, everybody else who lives in the world who buys Nike sneakers who aren't sneakerheads or like who don't. They're like, I, that's not what they look for. They're like, I don't even know. What, right. They even know those things exist. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like, I get it if it's an Air Mag that is, like, meant to be, like, the back to the future hype. Right. Whatever. Right. Fine. But, I mean, you know, I had beef with Nike even with the, and maybe this is why I'm not on any seating list. But, you know. Um, <laughs> don't ruin it for the rest of us. That came out, right? <laughs> that they weren't available in a full size range. Yeah. Like, yeah. You remember, I love those. And those were still like a $500 pair of sneakers, the self-lacing 11s. I love those. But the smallest they came in was a men's eight. Yeah. They didn't go down to seven. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little bit different because that's like a little bit more of a hype silhouette. Yeah. Something that's a true need. It's... You know, like we also think that there's a lot more hype around certain sneakers. I mean, Nike has strong, strong, deep-rooted brand equity. That's why... The shoes that I'm going to show today are both Nike, right? Like, it's a great brand. It's it's got they're a cultural icon, but you can still go to a Foot Locker and get an Air Max 97. It just might not be the most hype colorway. So, like, that's where I say I, I task these brands. There is still stuff available in the store, you know. Like, <laughs> I know right now we're at a place where you can't even get some uptowns in store because no, hype culture no, is no, real. No, no uptowns. Oh, spe- but, spe- speaking of of, of uptowns. And it's related to your favorite movie, oh god, and 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 the sequel, which is out this summer. 
Did I see something where there's a uh, Lola and Bugs Bunny um, Air Force One shoe coming out? Or that it is already out? <laughs> is it going to be in your favorite rabbit leather material? Uh, I'm First of all, you know I'm not getting anything Space Jam number one. So that's, I'm not even, that's not a thing. But, <laughs> but I don't know if you saw that. There's like a, there's like, there's like a, a Lola and Bugs Air Force One shoe coming out. If it is not already, I'm sure it's going to be time for for for, uh, for the release of Space Jam. I would 2. say it's going to be a July launch. I'm, I'm sure. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe it's a an early birthday present for you, Gerard. <laughs> what size are you? What size are you again? <laughs> we'll 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 discuss. Eleven and a half. <laughs> Eleven. Anyway, it is shoe and tell time, so I'm going to show my one pair because you know Gabby's got to show five thousand pairs as always. I have to show five thousand pairs. Let's relax. <laughs> Let's manage expectations. Okay, so uh, the box is very very cool here. That is a cool box. Um, and this is the Kyrie 7 collaboration with Concepts. And it's called Oris, right? And it's got that 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 connection to ancient Egypt. We know Kyrie is, you know, there are a lot of different things that Kyrie likes and that, that mean that are special to him. And this shoe, and we talked about the Kyrie when I showed my, my fly traps a couple weeks ago. I love the Kyrie shoe. I think it's just lightweight. It, it's just it fits well. And look, you can see that the, the laces are still attached. I have not. I've done nothing with these. They're just they're sitting in their box. Anyway, they've got cool ancient Egyptian uh, symbols Hold that up. On, on, on on the eyelets. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought I was holding it up. See, sometimes I don't oh, even no. know. And then on the side, we have look. We got we've got more more. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, I love it's metallic. By the way. I love the the swoosh, also metallic. I would say the swoosh detailing. Yes, on the, look at that. Look, like look that. at that. Look at that. That's nice. And of course, the Kyrie logo in metallic as well. Uh, we see here. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Look at look at look at this. Look at this. And yes, of course, the the, the, the all the, the pyramid eye, which you know, all all, all knowing Kyrie and it's you know, <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> And then concepts, of course, uh, detailing on the back. It's it's just I love the colors. This is a nice shoe, um, guys. I think for summer, spring, right? Because it's just bright and it's a great summer shoe. Yeah, um, and you know how I feel about high tops in the summers. I'm very much like, Ugh. but I don't find the Kyrie's to be the same in like a true high yeah. top in the way that a Jordan One is. Yeah. To me, that's like a little bit more of that mid territory. That's yes. what I like about a KD shoe as well. Exactly. You know? So anyway. Uh, Really happy. Shouts to Concepts um, and Nike and, you know, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Question for you on that one, though, Gerard. Yes. You know, I see that those come with the alternate laces. Which they do. color laces are you going to rock? Are you going to rock I was, both? Well, I was thinking I might be bold and rock both. And that, this is funny. Like, Gabby, you know me. That's, like, so counter to who I am, right? Like, I was going to say one on one, one on the other, or both in each. One, one, one on one, one on the other, which is so counter for me, right? It's like, I don't do I shit don't like that. I can't handle that. That's <laughs> why I had the, the top three ones. Like, I wanted to like them so bad. I couldn't. I'm like, I'm like, I'm wearing mismatched shoes. Like, I don't, I don't, how do I go on with my day? I know. It's so crazy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love the red laces. So, I think, uh, oh, actually, with my another Lane shirt, maybe maybe one. I might just do. I might do the runs. Anyway, okay. again, lo- lo- love those shoes. So shouts to shouts to Kyrie. So I'm going to show a pair that's a little bit different because I think people think I only rock Jordans. Um, <laughs> and you know, I'm glad that you mentioned our girl Diana Morales because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this or if you remember the story about the Wave Runners, right? Mm-hmm. There's always one that got away. <laughs> uh oh, we 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 this one didn't get away this time. I caught him. No 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 no, it's still away. Uh. But I'm excited for the restock of the Wave Runners <laughs> that comes out just in time for my birthday, fam. Size seven. August 23rd. <laughs> I'll give you Gerard's address so you can <laughs> <it to him. laughs> 
on my behalf. That's a, that, that, anyway, that, 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 that's a funny, that's a funny joke. So Diana, <laughs> you know, during the pandemic and we, you know, this is what I love when we had Tara on the show. She, she they kept it 100. She's like, you know what? One month I had to sell some shoes to make rent hey, because that's the reality you you of freelancing, do. of working in this culture. You got to do what you got to do sometimes, right? And uh, I was freelancing. You know, I switched from the beauty industry working in, and then working in the sports and never been happier since I made that switch. It was the best thing I've ever done for myself. But my sneaker budget was a little bit leaner. Mm. And Diana was going through like a closet clean out and selling a bunch of shoes. Check her out on Poshmark, guys. There's still a lot she, of hype she in helps her you out. closet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, she said she did help me out, but I was unable to be helped at this time because sometimes, you know, it's rent or sneakers. And I'm not the person that's going to pick sneakers over rent. Like, I'm too responsible yeah. for that. Yeah, no. And TJ, I feel like you'd be very proud by that. <laughs> um, and she was like, I'll give you my Wave Runners. I've only worn them once for basically retail. Mm. And at the time, I was freelancing and I was like, can't do it. I, I can get it to you in a week. Mm -hmm. But because of the way that the cookie crumbles, that cookie crumbled before the week was up and someone snatched them up for the higher resale okay. price mm -hmm. on her Poshmark. That's what it is. You know, I can't be mad at that because nope. it's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. But I haven't gotten over it. <laughs> that's like literally the one pair that's gotten away. I don't know what it is about the Wave Runners. I know I talk about them all the time. But I will say, you know, because Diana has a budding collection, there was mm. another pair that I actually did cop from her okay. that are one of my favorite pairs. I never had them growing up, not in this colorway, but I've always loved this colorway. And, like, you know I wear a lot of black, so I need to wear pops of color in my kicks. But oh. I gotta show the old school Presto. I like it. like the Prestos. Yep, that's a good shoe. That is, Leon, a, that is a good the shoe. The detail, the, the color, the patterns. Like That's a summer shoe. zipper technology. You mm -hmm. know, like this is a statement. This looks great with white jeans. It looks mm -hmm. great with mm -hmm. my favorite summer staple. Bike, bike shorts. <laughs> well, exactly. Ankle weights or no? No? These are too high too for high ankle, ankle weights. weights. Mm. You know, sometimes I wear the, the zippers unzipped mm. a little bit for it to show a little ankle, you know. <laughs> the scandalous lady. But I love these. It's a fun <clears throat> shoe. It's classic. It's not something that I see... When I rock my feet in the streets, you know, it's yes. not something that you see all over the place anymore. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. And as much as I love ones and I will always love ones, the classic, beautiful silhouette. Mm -hmm. I, just I like it. Like, like where you're at there. I don't ever want to be like one of those girls. Mm -hmm. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people who are for the culture. I, I just, it's so trendy to the point where I almost don't want to rock my ones as much mm -hmm. these days. I'm with you. I've been keeping them on ice. I'm with you. Um, but yeah, I just. I love a good Presto. It's a classic. Like it's a it. lightweight shoe. Like as it. As you're talking about with the Kyrie's. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All, all, all about that lightweight in the summertime, man. Listen, feet can be sweating. It's getting hot out there in these streets. By the way, weather's, be weather, weather's, been, weather's been lovely lately. It's been so nice. It's been wild. <laughs> like, it was cold and rainy the other day. I was in a hoodie. And now I'm like. Bike shorts and ankle Letting my little leggings <laughs> off. You know, I wore leggings and a t-shirt to the game. Big mistake. <laughs> Huge. It's a lot. <laughs> Huge. Terrible. Wait, I, 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 as soon as you said big mistake, my brain immediately went to that scene. <laughs> big mistake. Huge. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, I mean, come on, man. Like, go do your, like, rom-com history and, you know, check out my girl Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman's fantastic movie. <laughs> I, you know what, Gerard? That is a fantastic movie. It's wonderful. 
Wonderful. But I could make Space Jam references, which is also another classic. Listen, anybody tell about no Space Jam, all right? Please, let's... <laughs> anyway, folks. We've gone off on a tangent, guys. We, we have yeah. gone off on a tangent, which means it's time for us to go. That was another rousing edition of Shoe and Tell, America's favorite segment, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. And that wraps another episode of the Kicks and Shit Show. Listen, you guys, you know where to find us. We are part of that Count the Dings family on the Bomb podcast feed. You find us there with the original Bomb show, with growing up the same, cool rap names. I mean, we are with Crazy Sexy Cool. It's a beautiful feed. You guys need to be on there. It's on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's everywhere. And you know where to find us on social media at Kicks and Shit Show. We're everywhere. Until next time, peace.